1: Dare to self care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber, and your host of this podcast where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. I hope everyone had a relaxing, restful Memorial Day weekend. I hope you recharged, had some quality time, or whatever you did. I just hope you enjoyed it. Let's dive right into what was in alignment and out of alignment for me and you guys this week. For me, I am back in workout studios. I know I keep talking about this, but this week I went to Body Rock and Flatiron, which is a megaformer workout similar to SLT and solid core. They gave me a free class to review. So today, when you guys are listening to this, I will have a reel up, which is like, you know, it'll be a little quickie review glimpse into the class. And then I will have my full YouTube review later this week or early next week. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe to Jen Lauren on YouTube so that you don't miss that notification or that video. Had to do that shameless plug. Okay. It's just absolutely making my year to not only be back in the workout studios, but like full capacity, no masks, like totally back to normal. As long as you're vaccinated, you can be maskless and it just feels so good. And it's been so hard for me to get myself to do any at-home workouts because I have free rumble classes. I... I mean, I guess that's pretty much it, but it's been so hard for me to work out at home. I'm so curious if you guys feel the same way now that things are starting to get more normal or maybe you're still at home. But like the second you get back in a gym or a workout class or whatever your thing is, let me know how you feel because it's so hard to convince myself to work out in my apartment. I just don't want to be here anymore. But anyway, that is such a highlight of my week. And then What was out of alignment this week, honestly, was my Nespresso machine. I had to buy coffee every single day this week, sometimes twice a day if I was doing a night shift at Rumble, which is a 4 p.m. shift, but like, you know, you need to pick me up sometimes. It wasn't working, so I bought a ton of coffees, and Ethan just fixed it today. Apparently, it was in descaling mode, and he had to, you know, hold down the button. I don't know, but it's fixed, but was out of alignment because now I am it's so easy for me to fall back into that hobbit hobbit (laughs) it's so bad. oh my god guys I'm so hungry I'm sorry it is so easy for me to fall back into that habit of buying coffees because they're so good and it's such a nice treat to like go pick it up on my way to work or whatever so I'm gonna have to scale back on that now that my Nespresso machine is back and get into a new routine so that was that was out of alignment this week. I hope you guys had a great week, and let's breathe in more of what was in alignment and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this past week. <sighs> okay, let's introduce our guest this week. Her name is Claire. She is a certified Ayurvedic practitioner, yoga instructor, Reiki healer, writer, digital creator, and entrepreneur originally from Chicago, Illinois. But she is currently a digital nomad, working full time on the road. She lives in Mexico right now. Don't worry, we will talk all about that. And she shares her love of Ayurveda, herbal medicine, and mindful living through her YouTube channel that's called ClareMinded. Minded. It's a growing online community of those looking to deepen their connection to themselves through the ancient science of Ayurveda. So, don't worry if you have no idea what Ayurveda is. We are going to talk all about it. How she got into it. Ayurveda one hundred and one. And then a lot about, you know, traveling as a digital nomad, self-discovery, how, you know, she gives advice on for people who want to live a more flexible, free lifestyle like her, what it's like traveling full time, putting yourself out of your comfort zone with starting a YouTube channel. And she also gives tips on like how to use these Ayurvedic quizzes that you can get online and like how to find your dosha and balance, which we'll talk about what that is. I also do want to apologize since she is living in Mexico and traveling. The audio was a little wonky. It just doesn't sound its best, but like you, it's, she's fully clear and you hear everything she's saying and it's, you got used to it in five seconds, but it's just not the best audio I've ever had. So apologies in advance. And lastly, of course, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen definitely leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It leaves a few seconds and really, really makes my day. I mean, I cannot even believe how many of you have reviewed my podcast and sent such thoughtful notes on there. I just thank you so much. So with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Claire, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Of course. Thanks for coming on. We have to start with your top self care tip that has played a role in your success.
0: Oh, my top self care tip um, leaning into self compassion. This has been, you know, something I continually work towards, but I find it is like so essential especially with women, leaning into self-compassion I think is the ultimate form of self-care.
1: I love that. So by leaning into self-compassion, do you mean like treating yourself like your own best friend, having empathy for yourself, or what Like, what exactly are you talking about?
0: Yeah, I think of like a mix of it all, of like, you know – thinking that you're in a meeting and you stumble over your words. And instead of kind of like beating yourself up, like, oh, there was an important client on that call, just being like, I showed up the best way I can and, you know, I'll learn and I'll try to do better. But like, this is what I am right now and I did my best. Um, So it could look like that, but also self-compassion, you know, and just like the way we talk to ourselves. I feel can sometimes be, for me at least, um, it can sometimes get in a negative like loophole in my mind. And so once I kind of acknowledge that and see it, then I can separate myself from it. And instead of, again, beating myself up, you know, you treat yourself like your best friend, like you mentioned, and just being like, you know what? You did really good. And look at all these other great things you did today. Like, you know, you're doing just fine.
1: (laughs) I really like that answer because it's, it's this idea of like self care can also just be a mindset shift or like a behavioral shift. It doesn't have to be like this cute glamorous activity. It's just treating yourself well and taking care of yourself. So I really like that answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the um, thinking of you like the, the more physical self care actions like are totally delicious and yummy. But I find the the mental shift too can be just a huge. Turning point, I think, ultimately, um, self-care and ultimately self care and self
1: love. Yeah, it's more of a long term impact than just something that sort of makes you feel better in the day to day, which is also great. But sometimes you're in need of like a huge mindset shift or calling yourself out on some things that you're doing to yourself. I think that's super important. I, that's why I've been journaling a lot more lately. Because it's more than just like, oh, this is cute and self care. It's like, no, I'm actually kind of getting to know myself. And I can like call myself out on things I'm doing that are detrimental to myself rather than just like blaming everyone else and being like that person triggers me. But it's like journaling on why. So yeah, I think it all just like is wrapped up into the longer term self-care rituals.
0: So powerful. I love that.
1: Yeah, so I want to talk all about, how do you pronounce it, Ayurveda? Ayurveda. Ayurveda, okay. So before we get into everything that is like the details of the practice, I want to talk about your story and like how you discovered it because I just started stumbling upon it this year just through podcasts and whatnot. But like how did you first discover Ayurveda and what about the practice made you want to get certified?
0: Yeah, I, oh, Ayurveda, it's like, it's so close to my heart. Um, <laughs> I love sharing just the path I, I was gifted to go on with it. It was, it was interesting for me. I first came across Ayurveda, I suppose, um, you know, randomly over the course of a few years. I started what I would consider um, my spiritual journey about six years ago. And throughout the first couple of years, you know, I started really discovering meditation and yoga and um, ecstatic dance and all these kind of, you know, spiritual-esque type of activities. And Ayurveda was just a term that was kind of tossed around. And that I, when I initially heard, it was like, so over my head like I had no idea what it was it seemed so confusing I'm like yeah that sounds great to understand the body and mind and like learn how to heal it but like holy moly you're talking about elements you're talking about qualities you're talking about like all this crazy stuff uh, so it took a couple times for it to cross my path over the course of a few years before it really sunk in and when it finally did it was just one of those moments where like it clicked You know, like I felt good from eating um, an Ayurvedic custom like meal per se, and so I felt like really good after it. And I started, I was in a place where I could read all these books. This woman that I was staying with had all these like Ayurvedic books, and I just like read and read and read. I'm like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. I think I was just in the right place, right time. And uh, and then you know, I connected with a, a girl in my yoga community who I saw randomly post about Ayurveda got coffee with her, like, I was like, tell me everything. Like I just jumped all the way in, you know, as soon as it connected for me. And she told me the school that she was studying at and it just like, it seemed something that I wanted to do. I The way I learn is by watching and from teachings and from guidance. Like I have a hard time self-studying on my own. So to go and enroll in school, which I did at the California College of Ayurveda just seemed So natural and, like, the next step for me just because it it gave me the opportunity for someone to show me how to do it, how to learn. And then, yeah, and then it just, like, it really resonated and sunk in from
1: there. So what were you doing at that point? Were you a student? Was this, like, what point of your life was this? When I um, first started on my, like, spiritual
0: journey, I had recently graduated from college or university. I worked for a full year, saved a bunch of money. And at this point I was living off savings and I was working odd jobs along the road. So I was kind of doing seasonal nomading where I would work the summers, um, in various industries, a lot of times in hospitality. And then I would travel during, you know, like eight months out of the winter and kind of just like backpack it around. It was very, um, just self
1: discovery time for sure i i that's something that i really want to talk to you about how you're like a digital nomad and you travel so much so i'm we're 100% going to get into that because i'm so jealous it fascinates me and i feel like it's something that a lot of people are interested in because it's one of those things where people feel like they can't do something just because you know we're all put in a box and society or whoever you know you surround yourself with or You've put yourself in a situation where you feel trapped or whatever it may be. It's it's cool to talk to people who are doing things that feel so far out of reach from you. And I'm just so excited to talk to you about that. But we have to start with Ayurveda. So I don't want to, like, prolong this any longer. What the fuck is Ayurveda for anyone who's like, what are you even talking about? What is the practice? What are the doshas? Like, dumb it down 101. <laughs>
0: yes uh, simple very simply ayurveda is a healing system that uses diet lifestyle and herbal medicines to align the body mind and spirit so very simply it is just you know using our five senses through diet and lifestyle and working to find that balance so ayurveda is very it's a unique healing system in the sense that it treats each person as an individual rather than a specific disease. So for example, if you and I both were dealing with acne on our face, Ayurveda would come in and look at you as an individual, your lifestyle, what you're eating, how you're living, where you're spending your time, you know, looking into the relationships you're surrounding yourself with. So Ayurveda looks at this whole picture. And then it would do the same thing for me. And then the treatments, even though we're both experiencing acne, would most likely be different because of our separate lives, separate diets, because they're just totally different. So rather than treating the disease as an, you know, an individual case, it treats the person as an individual. So it's very unique in that sense. And Ayurveda really dives into that, like, root cause. So it really, you know, back the layers of each person as an individual rather than just treating the symptom of acne on our face. It's like, well, why is that acne there? You know, where's there inflammation in your body? You know, what else are you experiencing in your life? Is there a lot of stress going on? So it 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 looks at everything, basically, which I find it is just like so powerful and what it spoke to me um just like so magnificently is just like, oh, You know, we're all unique in a way, and, like, we can't all be treated the same um, just because, you know, we're all different, and that's just kind of, like, how we're made up. Yeah, so Ayurveda is is a healing system. It goes back to ancient India, so Vedic times. Some say 5,000, some say 6,000, some say 7,000 years. So it's this healing system that has stayed with us through the course of time. So there are still many, many traditional, like, ancient practices that are used this to this day. So it is um, a time-tested remedy, and it's very simple, too, because, you know, it, it, it doesn't get too complicated because it just really looks at, like, how are you living and, like, what are you consuming? You know, not just food, but what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you touching? Um, so it really plays into all five senses.
1: So I, for those listening, I did a session with Claire to find out my, you know, what routines would work best for me, what meals. And she asked me like thousands of questions in every area of life from like, how do you make decisions to show me your tongue? Like literally every little (laughs) random question you could ask, you asked. And I think something that I was confused about that people probably are confused about with Ayurveda is like... I stumbled upon it because I have IBS, so I Mm -hmm. look for ways that I can holistically treat IBS, and that's how I got intrigued by Ayurveda, but the example you used was acne, so what's interesting to me, after doing a session with you, I have a full understanding that like it's almost a lifestyle rather than a diet or a nutrition plan or a skincare plan, and So I would love for you to talk about that a bit. It's like what certain pain points could people be experiencing that they then find Ayurveda? Totally, and um,
0: I mean like you and many others, like that's kind of what drew me there in the beginning as well. Like I had a lot of digestive issues. I took a lot of antibiotics when I was in college and just completely destroyed my gut health. And like everything was causing me gas, bloating, indigestion, just felt icky. Brain foggy. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of where Ayurveda helps me connect the dots. But what I find is so beautiful about it, though, too, is that it's always changing. Like our environments are always changing. And so, like you said, it's not just like the food that we're eating that's causing like IBS, but like where else in our lives are you know some things maybe out of balance for us as individuals whether that be you know a work environment a relationship or other stress factors or just like how we're consuming energy because everything is made up of energy in a way and um yeah asking the millions of questions kind of help peel back those layers to see where the root cause actually is and so like you know, IBS is a digestive issue, but perhaps the, you know, the reason that it's caused right there is because there's, like, undigested emotions happening that, like, haven't been dealt with. Maybe there's some trauma linked into, um, you know, maybe it's years of unexpression. So it, it, it plays with um, so many aspects of life. And, you know, because I'm experiencing like gas and bloating, for example, for myself, it wasn't just about changing the food I ate. So like it wasn't just about eating maybe salads less because they were making me gassy. It was about how else can I bring balance in to alleviate that excess air, which we can get into totally as well. Um, And it's about, it's about finding balance and like, you know, we are constantly changing beings and within Ayurveda you know one of our constitutions uh this current imbalance you know is always fluctuating depending on where we are what we're consuming and just you know the environments that we're in so it's learning to just to like tune into yourself in a way and learn what is um you know feeding to your imbalance or what is feeding to your balance as an individual
1: Wow, I didn't realize we had like the same exact story. I was, obviously, you know this because we had a session, but I was taking antibiotics every single month because in college they kept diagnosing me with strep throat and I really had tonsillitis and ended up getting my tonsils out, but they were throwing antibiotics at me and it totally destroyed my stomach and has ruined my stomach for life. But I'm curious for you, because I'm going to, for those listening, I'm going to do... Claire set me up with like the ideal morning routine the ideal meals for my type which we'll get into um so I'm gonna be trying that out and vlogging the whole thing so I'll let you guys know but I'm curious for you since we're similar like do you find that it's the meals that are really helping you do you find that it's the routine or do you find that like the entire just living your Ayurvedic lifestyle um is beneficial or are there like key things that have really changed your life
0: For me personally, bringing in routine has been the game changer. And that was just something I was not practicing. You know, I live on the road. I'm moving every few months. I'm, you know, very living this very nomadic life, which is very ungrounded. And so learning Ayurveda for myself, I was able to establish routine. And simply by doing that, my digestion got better. Like, it's crazy because sometimes I'll, I'll be sitting with a client and, um, you know, they'll have some type of digestive issues and kind of talking to them about, like, how they're consuming their food. I'm realizing that they're not, like, chewing their food all the way, which seems so crazy because, it's, like, everyone chews their food, right? How else can you swallow it? But, like, there's a difference between chewing your food and then chewing your food all the way into one consistency. And, like, I saw this um, person's, like, bowels, like, we talk about poop every, every session <laughs> um it, but her her like bowels got so much like better and healthier and like more consistent wow. and so there's like these little tweaks that um seem so simple but can make such a big difference
1: yeah something you suggested for me which is like very intimidating for me is to not watch anything or talk to anyone or Maybe it's not talk to anyone, but, like, don't consume content, basically, while you're eating your food and just, like, eat your food and be present. And I've had this weird OCD thing forever that, like, when I'm eating my meals, I need to be watching, like, a new episode of my favorite show. Like, it's, like, my thing. It needs to be, like, a whole experience. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do while I'm eating my food? But you're probably... But, like, I already know that I'm going to get full 10 times quicker. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to chew my food, and I probably will be less bloated because of that because I won't be eating as fast, and I'll notice that I'm full way earlier. And, like, I already know that, but it's so hard to actually (laughs) do it. Yeah, you know, it is. It really is. Like, we live a
0: certain way, and to change, like, these long-term habits are intimidating, and they're hard. And it's interesting that you bring that um, up, because I recently also just released a YouTube video of sharing, like, how you eat is more important than what you're eating. And, like, my teacher at school says this all the time, that he would rather have me eating, like, consciously eating a Big Mac from McDonald's, super greasy, you know, not good quality. He'd rather have me eating that, like, consciously in a calm state environment with, like, a peaceful mind Versus, like, a healthy bowl of, like, sautéed vegetables, maybe some lean protein and some grains in a, like, distracted, fearful, scared state. Because it's that energy, right? And so, like, when, when we're sitting down and we're trying to eat our food, whether it's at our desk and we're multitasking while we're working or even just watching TV or scrolling Instagram on our phone, our mind and our energy is focusing on a separate task when we should be focusing on eating and digesting. Because if our mind is not focused on our food, then you're inviting this like more movement because it's not the sole focus. So your body is a little bit confused. And when it's trying to move back and forth between tasks, that brings in more movement, which will bring in more air, which will cause some indigestion later down the road. Um, so yeah, it's focusing on how we eat is, I believe, far more important than what we're eating.
1: Yeah, I've I've noticed that with myself too, even just like portions, like it doesn't matter what I'm eating, but if I'm eating super, super quick and a huge portion, I'm not going to feel well regardless of what it is. So I totally believe that as well. And you just mentioned something about like air. So I want to get into sort of, I know you mentioned that it's an individual practice and like everyone will get sort of an individual regimen and routine, but there are some consistencies, which, which is like the doshas, which is what your imbalance is. So I know there's like online quizzes where you can answer a million questions and then it says like you're a vata imbalance and then like you can look up vata recipes. You don't necessarily have to like see a practitioner for the deep dive. So can we talk a bit about that, like how people can find their imbalance and learn some of that stuff online and like how to sort of dissect like what the doshas are? Yeah, for sure. So, like, the doshas, one thing to note is that, like, every single
0: person is made up of all three doshas. So just because you have a vata dominance does not mean you don't have the other doshas. Like, every single person contains all three doshas, just at different amounts. And that's because all three doshas, when combined together, they contain all five great elements, which Ayurveda says, like, everything is made up of like everything in this world is made up of the five great elements and that is earth water fire air and ether and then each dosha contains two of those elements and so to find that perfect harmony we are all all three doshas just at varying percentages and the online quizzes i think are actually really great they give you a fantastic direction um, of what dosha you are. One thing to note when you do those quizzes, though, is in Ayurveda, we focus on two different constitutions, and that is the prakruti, which is your original constitution, which is given at the time of conception. And this is just, like, unique to you. And this can be, you know, 30% vata, 60% pitta, um, not good with math, 10% kapha. Um, <laughs> and so that can that is just what you are, and that's kind of like your home base. But then there's also your Vic routine, which is your current imbalance or your current state. And so this constitution for everyone is always changing. And that's based on our environment, based on our foods, based on our, like, you know, the sensory impressions we intake, right? So that is always changing. And that changes, like, it can change throughout the day. It can change with the seasons. And so that is kind of always fluctuating. So when you're taking these online quizzes, you can focus to, like, find out you know, each one specifically, or, you know, get a general guideline, when you're taking the quizzes and you're looking for your original constitution, which is what your, like, home base is, answer the questions as, like, long-term, like, if someone asks you, um, you know, how is your digestion, and you get, you know, a lot of answers like gas, bloating, I tend to deal with more of it inflammation, heartburn, or sluggishness. If you're looking for your original constitution, answer that question as what you've experienced for the majority of your life. And so that'll kind of give you a clue into what your original constitution is, a general guideline at least. But if you're looking for what your current imbalance is, which is what we as practitioners tend to work with because this is the area that's off, so to speak, is answer the questions of how you've experienced, um, you know, everything in the last like three months. So it's like, how have you been feeling recently? Like, has your digestion been more inflamed and heartburn? And maybe it is, even though long-term, generally you might be experiencing gas and bloating. However, currently you're experiencing more heartburn. So those answers can kind of be different depending on how you answer them. So those are two ways to approach those online quizzes. But I think they're fantastic and give people a great insight um, to the direction that they can head.
1: And what do those translate to? It's like air. What are the three doshas?
0: Yeah, so the three doshas, we have vata, which is made up of air and ether. So it's the lightest, the driest, you know, the independent, quick thinkers, you know, think movement. And then you have pitta, which is made up of fire and water. And these are the leaders, very heated people, passionate, bold, adventurous. And then you have kapha, which are made up of earth and water. And so just like the elements, these, um, you know, kapha dominants tend to be more calm, more grounded, you know, more supporting aspects uh, in groups as well.
1: Got it. Okay, well, you have so much information on your YouTube channel about all of this. When did you start your YouTube channel? What made you think like, let's bring Ayurveda to YouTube? (laughs) To YouTube. (laughs) Because that's how I found you. Yeah, no, I, I love being on YouTube. It it was
0: so new to me. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, It was interesting. I was living in Oaxaca city at the time. This was a few years ago and I was studying Ayurveda. So I was in school doing a distant learning program with the California college of Ayurveda. And so I was learning all this juicy stuff Um, and you know, Teaching is the best way to learn, I think, as well. But as, at the time, I was also doing a workaway, which is basically I volunteer my time in exchange for, um, like, food and lodge, basically. It's a very it's like backpacker-friendly type of uh, environment. Yeah. And the couple that I was doing a workaway with, they were, like, YouTube experts. Like, the, um, the male, man had been in the YouTube game for, like, 10 years you know, just, like, optimizing it through SEO, and um, he just had all this knowledge, and he had gone through a spiritual awakening and wanted to share this with yogis, and so I signed on as a yoga teacher to film videos for their YouTube channel in exchange for them teaching me all these things about YouTube, and I thought, well, hey, like, going on YouTube, it was scary to me at the time because, like, you know, sharing myself and my face and, like, whom I, you know, I felt imposter syndrome for a moment too, but then it like, I thought, I was like, wow, what an opportunity to put myself out of my comfort zone and like deal with my own insecurities and fears. And also I can share Ayurveda because it was so new to me at the time. And I was like, you know, just practicing everything that I was being taught. And so it was this beautiful way for me to learn the information by also sharing it with all of you. And so It it was just a very divine timing of how I got onto YouTube. Um, But it's been quite the adventure ever since.
1: Isn't it so cool when something that you fear and something that seems so intimidating is like the most rewarding thing when you finally do it? Because for me, I was also scared. And when I finally uploaded my first video, I had such a high. I was like on top of the world. And I'm (laughs) 10 times more confident now than I was then just because of practicing putting myself out there every single week. And now it's like second nature to me. But it's it's funny how like the, the scariest things can be the most rewarding and empowering experiences. Yeah,
0: I love that you say the word empowered too because I think that that and liberation is ultimately what I think comes from doing things that make us uncomfortable. And I think that's where growth lies.
1: Yeah which reminds me of how I, – I want to talk about your entire lifestyle. Have you just been traveling from place to place for years, like, without a home base? Yes,
0: <laughs> pretty you much. You need to be a travel um, vlogger. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. I actually thought about that if only I started, like, six years ago.
1: <laughs> no, you sh- there's always time. You totally should. <laughs>
0: Very true. Very true. It's never too late. Uh, Yeah. So like, I don't know, the traveling lifestyle had always been something that appealed to me. Like, ever since I remember when I was like a, a teenager, like I just wanted to go explore abroad. Like, I just felt like there was more waiting for me, things that I can learn. Um, like I mentioned, the way I learn is by watching and then doing. So, like, if I wanted to learn something, then I needed to go put myself in that environment and that situation to be able to, like, understand it, at least for myself. That's just, like, how I take on things. So, yeah, the the intention was always to travel. And at the beginning, you know, I just – I saved up my piggy bank um, and and left. And then I was working, like, odd jobs to extend my – time abroad. And I was, you know, au pairing, I was nannying in Spain, I was working on sailboats, I was working on yachts, I was, you know, working for like a chef, like I was working at yoga ashrams, I was, you know, trading, volunteer work for a bed and food. And so I was just I became very crafty at kind of extending my time on the road, simply because that was just like where I wanted to be. Um, and then about after like, Just under two years of doing that, I ended up back in Chicago, where I am originally from, and so I had family there. I basically ran out of money and had to scurry home to figure something out, And, and then I stayed there for about a year, and that's where I started, you know, working in the summers and then traveling in the winters. And so I was very fortunate to be able to, you know, stay with my family in the summer, work tons, you know, serving, bartending, and then in the winter, just traveling and trying to figure it out. And then during this time, um, I would say in the past, like, two and a half years is when I started to try and, like, figure out how can I sustain this lifestyle on the road and not have to go back and work in the summers. And, you know, that's where, like, the YouTube thing started. And, like, the ClareMinded YouTube channel gave me a great basically like business card to show, you know, other companies or brands of like, look what I can help you create almost. And so I started freelancing. I started writing blogs for Ayurvedic brands, you know, working with other social media companies and just trying to like figure it out on the way. And eventually I got myself to where I am to um, to sustain the lifestyle, right? <laughs> Which has been my goal. Yeah. Yeah, COVID has brought in, like, a weird aspect to it all, but, you know, it's just – I love it. I love learning from other people and cultures, and it's just an exciting lifestyle.
1: So cool. What I'm hearing is, like, if you want something bad enough, you just make it happen, and I think it's such an important message because people just say, I can't, I can't, I can't. I could never do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. But, like, if you're passionate enough about something, you will make it happen, and I also want to know, what did happen during COVID? Were you stuck somewhere? Like what has happened over the past year? Or did you go back to Chicago? When COVID happened last March 2020, I was with
0: my boyfriend, we were in Medellin, Colombia. And it, you know, it was just like everywhere else in the world, like no one had any idea like what the hell was happening, right? So all of a sudden, the Colombia borders uh, in South America were like, they were closing. They're like, we're closing the borders by, I think it was like March 23rd or something. Like, it, you know, all of the nations were like calling their, their people back, like all these international flights. People were like, they're like, get home, get home. Like, we don't know what's happening. So we ended up leaving Colombia. I think like a day before, we had a couple canceled flights, but we got out right before the border shut and we went to Arizona and stayed with family there for a couple months. And then um, after that, you know, the summer months came and like June, it got pretty hot. So we left for Mexico. And um, Mexico has kind of been our bit of a home base for us the past uh, two and a half years. We keep coming back here and we love it. So. Yeah, we came back to Mexico, and I've actually been in Playa del Carmen um, pretty much for the past year, which has been a long time. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is. Where's your boyfriend from? He's also from Chicago. Oh, cool. So have you been together this whole time that you've been traveling? Um, not at the beginning, but
0: when I went home to Chicago after my first couple years on the road, we had met there, and then I slyly convinced him to come on the road, um, <laughs> together. And, you know, he he was the one who really definitely encouraged and helped me kind of figure out how to sustain this lifestyle for sure. So yeah, we've been um, on the road together for the past
1: two and a half years. That's incredible. Do you have any advice for people who aspire to travel more and work more flexibly and, and kind of aspire to have more of that lifestyle, but sort of feel trapped or stuck in this corporate, you know, nine to five life? Yeah, I think the first thing, you know, that I would tell my younger self or, you know,
0: suggest is, like, really figuring out what you want. Like, there's so many options, and we see so many different things online, but really pinning down, like, what you want. Like, do you want to live abroad, like, full, full year, like, the whole year? Or do you just want flexibility for a couple months? Or is it just, you know, half the year? And it's really just determining what it is that you want and then figuring out a way to make that happen. Whether you have to talk with your boss about, you know, asking for flexibility, but by having like the specifics of what you want, um, you're walking in with a better lead, I think. And then also surrounding yourself with people, um, you know, that will support that or like continue to talk about it. Like if you want to travel, like, start to talk to people about that, like get some, you know, people on your side, uh, encouragers. And, you know, if if you have a lot of people telling you, no, 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 like try to change the environment, try to find people there saying yes, yes, yes. Um, because our minds, you know, for myself, I can be so heavily influenced. And it's just about finding, you know, that clarity within, I think is ultimately what can help drive you there. So figuring out like what it is you want, And then what are the steps that need to take place to help you get there?
1: Yeah, this is reminding me of a book I'm reading right now, actually, that's called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And he essentially talks about, like, how you can work just four hours a week and go abroad if you want to, like, how to convince your boss to allow you to work remotely, how to surround yourself with people who support it, how to financially do it, like, how to get free flights. Like, it goes through... All of that kind of stuff. So I would highly recommend 4-Hour Week. It's a great, great book. You're obviously, I guess you've been doing this for years now. Is, is there like an end in sight or you're just totally like so used to traveling all the time and it just lights you up and you just like want to keep going and going forever? You know, I, someone who just changes my mind quite often for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And, I try to lean into that and just, you know, have that compassion for just what it is right now. But I think ultimately what fills me up now in this period is, is like really finding some type of home base where I can, you know, live for half the year and then maybe use half the year to travel or to explore new places. Um, Mexico Mm -hmm. has really become a place for me that feels like home. So, you know, eventually someday finding, a little nook around here that feels like my little pocket, you know, good place, good community, good vibe, and then using that as a home base. And if I am called to somewhere else, like still allowing myself the freedom to go and do that um, when I feel it.
1: I love that. I'm so excited for
0: you. (laughs) Thanks. It's a a very fortunate place that has been highly, you know, um, I've had a lot of intention behind it for a long time like I've thought a lot about this. Um so it hasn't like come out of like nowhere. It's come out of a lot of intention, a lot of like visualizing, a lot of, you know, imagining and like feeling that sensation and and then embodying it.
1: Yeah, so that sounds like manifestation.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: so let's get into the ending segment fun facts and favorites and we'll start with what is your Ayurvedic morning routine
0: my Ayurvedic morning routine um, sometimes there are a couple tweaks depending on the season but typically I wake up with the sun um, and then tongue scrape immediately every single day and then I drink um, a, two full glasses of water after tongue cleaning and usually I like fill up my like yeti with warm water the night before so when i drink it in the morning it's still warm which is nice on my tummy um i go to the bathroom and then i have my yoga mat i pray i do my yoga flow um pranayama do a little bit of breathing and then have some tea some digestive tea in the morning which sometimes will change but those are pretty much the everyday. oh and some
1: juicy ambianga some oil massage I know. I'm excited to tap into that. You suggested yeah. that for me and I'm excited to try that. You got certified in Thailand for yoga, right? I did. Yeah. I I was living in Thailand at the time.
0: Um, I believe so it was cool. 2016. And I was looking for something that I could do while traveling that would help pay, you know, for my way a little bit. And so I was like, oh, if I teach yoga, like I can be, I can be paid for that. So I you know, at the time I was living in Thailand and there was a yoga training happening, you know, like a week after I started looking and it just like was down the street for me. I like loved the teacher and it was one of the best experiences ever. She is from like an Iyengar type of lineage. So it was very heavily focused on body alignment, which was like huge for me. Um, at the time to just make that connection and it wasn't like about the poses it was just about the alignment of the body and like how the structure is so different for everyone and how you know like, looking at it differently um, but it was yeah, a half a Ianger mix
1: where in thailand were you living
0: i was living in coping down thailand which is an island in the <sighs> gulf
1: favorite Ethan, my mm. boyfriend and I just went there d- December, like right before the pandemic and fell in love with Thailand. And that was our favorite place we went to. We ended up extending like literally every day. We just kept extending our time in Copenhagen because we were just in love with it. Oh, my God. I'm so, so jealous. That sounds yeah. amazing. I would love to live there. That's exactly what there. happened
0: with me. I, I you know I was with um, a friend and we went for a week and then we're like, why do we want to leave? We kept extending and extending and extending.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> it's I loved place. Pai also. Yes, yeah. Right outside of Chiang Mai, yeah. Oh, Ugh, Thailand is best. just so beautiful. I know. We fell in love. I need to go back there ASAP. Mm. Okay, on that note, next question is favorite place you have ever traveled to? Mm.
0: I'd say this too, Mallorca, Spain. Is one of my like top favorite places, but I would also say Queensland, um, Queenstown, New Zealand, was an epic place.
1: Okay, putting it on my list.
0: <laughs> yes, it's like adventure capital of the world.
1: Oh, cool. When do you feel your happiest?
0: I feel my happiest when I'm working or just sharing conversation with other women or I'm by the ocean or I get to help someone
1: I like those answers okay lastly what would be your last meal on earth oatmeal (laughs) (laughs) Well (gasps) well
0: spiced oatmeal it's I have it every single day I don't know I love it so much it feels so good inside of
1: me Keep it simple. That is so <laughs> funny. I love people's answers to this question because it's always like something you wouldn't expect. Like I thought people were just going to be like a pizza, a burger, and everyone gives the weirdest responses. I love it. <laughs> what would yours be? I, I honestly, okay, I guess mine's weird too. Like matzo ball soup and mm. <laughs> french fries. Like matzo ball soup and french fries, that's all I need. What a combo, too. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe some donuts, too. That's my favorite dessert. And some red wine. Nice. (laughs) Okay, where can the people find you? The people can
0: find me, uh, I would say I'm more consistent on YouTube. YouTube, Claire Minded. I'm also on Instagram. Claire is spelled C-L-A-R-E. There's no I one word clear minded. Um, And also I've recently released a digital magazine that helps people align with the seasons. It's called Ojas. And you can find that on ojasmag.com. So O-J-A-S-M-A-G.com. And it's an Ayurvedic magazine that aligns, you know, with nature and the seasons. So there's three issues published per year. I just started it, so the first issue is released in March. The second one is coming up in June, and then the third will be in October, and they align with the doshas and the Ayurvedic seasons to, to help others kind of just tap into the natural world um, and live, you know, in alignment with what nature is providing.
1: It's beautiful. You sent me the March one, and it's it's truly beautiful. I can't even believe that was your first one. It's epic. I love it so much because
0: there, it's not just me writing it. I have a collective of women contributing pieces that they are either experts in or they're sharing their personal stories. Like the first issue had astrology, it had cannabis, it had like Karma, it had you know like ayurvedic diet, it has some recipes, um, mindful eating practices. There's just a, a such a beautiful infusion of everything I love with connecting with women which is another thing I love um so I'm excited for the second issue there's a lot of good contributors pitching in
1: it's so cool I'm excited for it too well thank you so much for joining us and I will talk to you soon thank you for having me I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram, so definitely join us all there, and I will see you guys next week. Bye!